Hey, RD2Bs, it's Dana Fryer, Registered Dietitian and Registered Dietitian Exam Tutor, and welcome to Dietetics with Dana, my podcast where we talk about all things about becoming a registered dietitian. If you've been listening to the recent episodes, you know we've been highlighting all sorts of different dietitian roles because one of the best things about being a dietitian is you can do so many different things. And I'm excited to be welcoming another guest on the podcast today. We have Emily Goldman. She's a traveling dietitian. And Emily, welcome on the show. Oh, nice to be here. Yeah. Well, we have, we have to start out with a question I ask all my guests. Why did you want to become a registered dietitian? So I actually had bariatric sleeve surgery about six years ago, and I met an amazing dietitian who just kind of explained that it's all about a lifestyle, not necessarily about the number on the scale or how you look, but it's overall health. Um, I originally was going for nursing and in the middle of taking on the prereqs and all that kind of stuff and going through bariatric surgery, I completely decided to switch. I wanted to actually drop out and just be a personal trainer, but um, the dietitian actually talked me out of it. And so I decided to completely just change what I was going to school for. And some of the prereqs were kind of similar, so it ended up working out, but pretty much just so I could help people realize that it's all about lifestyle and not necessarily what you look like or a number on the scale. Yeah, I love it. And, I, and it's so nice, I think, too, when, you know, people come into the role from having to work, work with the dietitian before, because I know, before I decided to be a dietitian, I had never met one, never knew much about it. So it's great to kind of have that positive experience to build your career on. And so you met the dietitian, you were in nursing, and tell us a little bit about how you made that flip over to dietetics. Um, so luckily, um, like I said, the prereqs were pretty similar. So I really just went to my, um, what are they called? Who makes your schedule? The, the counselor or what? Yes. The advisor, the advisor. Yes. My advisor. And I just told her that I wanted to do, um, nutrition. And luckily my school at the time had either you go the clinical route or you could do the more community route. And I chose the clinical route. And I will say it was kind of hard because, being a dietitian, the classes are a lot harder than you expect them to be, a lot harder. Um, yes. I will I will say nursing school, you do have to go through clinicals and all that stuff, which is hard, but all the science classes that we have to take as dietitians is a lot harder than I expected. And then, of course, the lovely internship that we have to have yep. and all that. But um, I definitely do think it ended up working out for the best, and I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. But yeah. it was actually an easy transition into dietetics. Oh, good. I'm I'm so glad. And it's nice when that works out. And it's not too many extra years as of school, too. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about kind of, you know, completing your dietetic internship and then kind of where what you're doing as your job now. So um, I graduated from University of Southern Mississippi and I did a distance internship, which actually only ended up being about an hour from where I was getting my master's degree from. Um, I went to Lanyap Wellness for my dietetic internship, and um, then right now, I'm currently a long-term care travel dietitian. I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so um, I'm based out here. My first job was actually out here, and I've just kind of decided to swap around, and I worked in acute care for about 12 months, and then I decided to do travel just because I'm young, so why not see what else I have? and see what all I can learn. 
Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, you know, traveling dietitian positions are something many people haven't heard of. I know with COVID, everyone knew what a travel nurse was. Um, but there's, you know, a surprisingly large amount of healthcare positions that do, you know, have these travel positions kind of really, you know, filling kind of the gaps of different hospitals have. So what kind of made you want to jump from, you know, doing acute care to being a travel dietitian? So I will say I love acute care and I do miss it. Um, of course, with travel dietitian, you still can do acute care. It just depends on where you're going and what you're applying for at the moment. Um, but this position that I have right now just fits me better in long-term care. And I do enjoy long-term care. Um, but I would say just traveling gives you more of the flexibility that you want and, um, you can still learn so much in acute care. I did feel like I learned a lot, but being traveling, you're somewhere else every six to eight weeks or 12 weeks, depending on what your contract is, you still learn so much. You meet different people. You're learning different systems and how other dietitians work. I actually work with another dietitian right now. She's the dining service director. So she got promoted and I learn a lot from her, especially because she's been a dietitian a little bit longer. So I do enjoy learning from every niche and every, everybody that I come in contact with. Great. I mean, and that's the, the things I've always heard about, you know, kind of being a travel dietitian is there's so many great opportunities because, you know, you could do acute care, you could do, you know, I've had some students who've worked in kind of like the wellness space, you know, long-term care, you know, so many different things. And then, you know, the traveling aspect of it too is fun. Have you gotten kind of any favorite places that you've gotten to go anywhere you would recommend? Um, so right now I haven't gone too far away from Tulsa just because I'm trying to stay here until I'm not in a lease of an apartment. So I've been to Wichita, Kansas. I was traveling there every week and I got, I was fortunate to have a remote position. So I was three days remote, two days on site, which was amazing. I loved that. Um, and Wichita was pretty nice. It's cool. I will say driving every week was not cool, but I did enjoy kind of getting to be in a different environment for at least two days. And it was nice getting to stay in hotels. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. And so what do you feel like are some of, you know, you talked a little bit about, it, but what do you feel like are some of the biggest benefits of being in a travel dietitian role versus kind of just working at the local long-term care? Um, I would say, of course, flexibility. Um, the pay is a lot better. The benefits, um, it's kind of hard to say. I will say I do miss having a local position, but I think just the opportunity to grow and not feel burnout because you're working at the same place every single day and you're, you kind of get burnout and you're doing the same thing. You have the same schedule. Whereas now it's, I'm there for six weeks, but I'm also looking forward to something. I have something to look forward to every single day. So I'd say that's one of the biggest benefits is knowing that I'm always uncomfortable and I'm never comfortable. Yeah, no. And I, and I think too, for a lot of people listening who are kind of have felt in that kind of like burned out place where it's, you know, not necessarily that you're burned out in being a dietitian, you know, but mm -hmm. you're kind of burned out in, you know, wh what are you going to learn? You know, what are you going to do? How are you going to excel? Um, and so it's, you know, I'm one of the people too, who I like kind of learning and having a challenge every day, which is why I like running my business. But you know, when you're in kind of a role where you're like, the day-to-day -day, checking the boxes it can leave you you know wondering what else there is yeah and I think I definitely struggled with that after my internship and after graduating my master's degree I think a lot of dietitians were type a people 
So we constantly have to, we constantly want something more. And I think staying at the same space for a long period of time, you don't necessarily feel that way. Um, so if you're changing where you're at, then you can change how uncomfortable you can be and you can grow. Exactly. And remember, that's the space where the growth, most growth happens when you push yourself a little, a little bit out of your comfort zone. So great to hear you say that too. What about what are some kind of limitations you feel in a travel role that maybe you didn't feel, you know, when you're in your other roles? I would definitely say onboarding. Um, You just get thrown in there. You maybe get, I, I believe I got four hours on my first contract of like training. And it was more so, this is a list, this is what you do, figure it out. Um, and if you're not, if you're a kind of person that you need everything organized and you don't thrive in chaos, it can get extremely overwhelming because it may take you about, a, by the time you finish your contract, you're like, oh, I just got the hang of everything. Um, but I would definitely say the onboarding process, you get limited training, you just get told this is our EMR system. This is what we do. These are the times we do them. There you go. Um, Cause most of the time they've been looking for a dietitian for a long time. So they don't have anybody to, to help you. Yeah, no. And that can definitely kind of be, you know, a little, a little bit stressful to anything that you've found that kind of helps kind of decrease that stress of kind of when you're switching the role with the, the stressful onboarding. Um, I would say making list um, and kind of talking to your coworkers or the end of disciplinary team to figure out what the expectations are, because sometimes they don't necessarily know what you do, but they do know what the last dietitian did and they know what they expect. Um, the facilities I'm at now, they expect a lot of the dietitian. And I do appreciate that, that I'm needed. Um, so they are very, they're willing to tell me, Hey, we need you to do this, this, and this, because that's what the last dietitian did. Definitely helpful. And what does kind of, you know, your day-to-day life look like in this position? Um, I would say, so I have two different facilities. Um, I'm at one three days a week and another two days a week. So it's nice to get to flip-flop back and forth. Um, but majority of the time I go, I just kind of start my day, make a list. And then I do kitchen rounds. So I don't I have to do any food service, but they do like me at the meetings just to see what's going on today, what we're having for lunch. So I can kind of communicate that with um, the residents. And then um, I normally sit in care plan meetings for about two to three hours, which can be a little bit draining. And then I'll normally do my rounds, see whatever resident I need to see. And then I kind of spend the rest of the day charting. So, yeah. And you had said too that, you know, you've had mostly long-term care roles or there kind of variety of roles a travel dietitian can do depending on the site? Yeah. So depending on the site, depending on which contract that you um, apply for, you can do acute care. I know sometimes they have like food service managers, um, dining service managers that dietitians can do and then a long-term care and acute care. Um, but the long-term care are the only ones that I have worked for right now. But my next one that I do plan on, I want acute care back because I do miss acute care. Yeah, no, and that's great that you can kind of flip flop and sw- switch around kind of as needed. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, one of the questions for kind of a traveling dietitian that a lot of our students had when they submitted questions was, how do you create, you know, these meaningful relationships with the other staff, you know, when you're changing? I know from even changing jobs in my past, it always takes, you know, a little bit. So what is your advice mm-hmm. with that? Um, I would say just making sure that you are very open and um, you're kind, of course, and try and ask them what what do they need from you more so than just 
standing in a corner like, hey, I'm here. Um, you do have to kind of communicate and just make it known that you're here to help. Because once they know that you're there to help, they kind of trust you and it helps build rapport with them, of course. So I'd say just having an open mind and a very outgoing personality, um, which I know is kind of hard, especially if you're an introvert. I'm an introvert, but in a in a workspace, I'm not. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I do go home drained because all of my extrovertness has it's fried by the end of the day. <laughs> But but good to hear too that that's something you know, and I feel like a lot of dietitians too kind of have that you know introvert personality, mm-hmm. knowing you know so many of us have like that work personality and then that home personality too. So it's helpful to hear that you know if you're interested in being a travel dietitian, that's probably a skill that you want to have mm-hmm. or kind of learn to have too. Because I you know I can definitely say you know even from just working with other staff at hospitals too of the ones who kind of talk with you, you know, see what's going mm-hmm. on, are involved, you know, you're really engaged with them. Yes. The more engaged you are, the better your relationship with them and the easier it is to get for y'all to help each other out. Yeah, definitely. And I think you were saying that so far you haven't necessarily had to, you know, travel too far out of Tulsa. Um, but when you have had to travel, how does, you know, housing work for you? Or if you know, kind of just in general for travel dietitians, how does housing work if you're moving around? So luckily I got a hotel. Um, I would just do a hotel two days a week. And but I do know um, other places that I've looked at for contracts. I get on Furnish Finders. And it's um, a website for mainly healthcare travel workers. A lot of nursing people use it, but it's Airbnb, but it's cheaper. Mm. And so they let you rent out their house or like a mother-in-law suite, or you can do a room. Um, It's pretty popular in a lot of different states. I was very shocked to find it and it's safe. That was my biggest fear is the safety of it because I didn't want to just stay in a random person's house. Um, But majority of those people who rent out, they do have to have background checks. So it's, a really, really safe website. And also I joined a lot of Facebook groups for travel nursing and travel dietitian, and they post their homes on there all the time. A lot of nurses say that they're going here and they need to rent their house out and they do that. So that was pretty helpful. But if not, you can always stay in a hotel, but I definitely recommend Furnish Finder or the Facebook groups. Yeah. And is that something usually that's like the, you know, the company pays for, or is that an expense that tends to be on the traveler? So the expense is on the traveler, but of course you do get a non-tax stipend that covers it, which is really nice. Um, You get your hourly rate and then you'll get a stipend, a weekly stipend as well, which will help cover food, gas, um, somewhere to live. And majority of the time they'll pay for your traveling expenses as well when you're traveling to a different state. Oh, very cool. And I think that's something that's kind of appealing to a lot of people, especially, you know, when they're at a place in their life, like you were saying, where it's like, you know, why not, you know, why not take advantage of this time where you can be, you know, once you get out of your lease, you know, a little bit, yes. <laughs> a little bit more flexible, flexible too. And what, what would be some of your advice to people who are looking to become traveling dietitians? A lot of our listeners are either kind of revving up to take their RD exam in the next few months or are kind of in the first few years of their practice. Um, I would say just be open, be very open-minded. Um, about where you go, especially I will say I'm still in the process of being a little picky about where contracts are. When my contracts start to end, I get a little ang- I get a little anxious because I don't know where I'm going next or if it's somewhere I want to go. Um, like personally, I don't want to go anywhere that's cold right now. 
So, so not, not up to Boston. <laughs> yes, definitely not. Um, but I would just say being, being open-minded and looking at the bigger picture of it and just going for it. Don't hesitate. Just say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this because the longer you sit on it, the longer it takes. Um, and a lot of times if you're about to sit for your RD exam, and I, I work for dietitians on demand and they're always looking for new dietitians. So if you take your exam, you pass it and you want to start off a travel dietitian right away, you definitely can. They don't necessarily want experience all the time. And they're really, really good working with you, trying to figure out what other places um, will take new dietitians and all that kind of stuff. No, and, and it's great to kind of hear too that they, you know, a lot of these places will take newer newer dietitians too, because I think that's another question on the mind too of, you know, how much experience do people need? Because um, it sounds like too, you know, if you're the only one there, you know, but it sounds like a lot of these companies give extra support too. Yes, they do. They have really good educational videos for you to watch. And a lot of times I know for dietitians on demand, you have to take a pre-quiz for acute care or long-term care. And depending on where you score is depending on if they'll place you there or not, but they'll also give you the additional resources you need in order to pass it. Wonderful. And you mentioned kind of, you know, before about, you know, some important qualities of like, you know, being flexible, being okay under stress, being able to put on that extroverted personality, any other kind of, you know, like personality traits or skills that you feel like really will help someone who's interested in being a travel dietitian? I would say communication is key um, because you do have your account manager with the company, the agency that you're working with. But as far as um, anything else goes, it's strictly on wherever you're working at. If it's the hospital or the facility you're working at. So just having the communication of um, what you need and um, what they expect from you having yeah definitely communication I'd say is the top one and you mentioned a little bit about you know that there's different contracts do you get to pick your contract or are you obligated when you work for a travel agency that you have to go somewhere when your contract ends no so you actually get to pick um there's a list of all the places and you just apply to that one they'll have a brief um job description on there as to what it is where it's going to be um, the only thing most time they don't list is like the pay, but mm-hmm. they'll list everything else and you just apply for which one. And if it doesn't work out, then your recruiter will more than likely find one and say, hey, is this somewhere you want to go in this area? And they'll do their best to find you where you want to go. Yeah, great. And I know you're saying you went from, you know, you know, being in acute care to this job. So any kind of advice for anyone who's listening, who's in a job right now, and they're like, not the happiest with it, but are thinking about, you know, should I make this jump to something new? Um, I would say if you feel that you, if you feel every day, like, oh, should I make a jump? Should I change? I would say definitely go for it and change because you don't want to stay somewhere where you're burnout because then your work begins to reflect that and you're just unhappy. And if you're unhappy, you can't, tend to your patients the way they're the way that you want to and you're just not giving your all and I don't recommend anybody be in a space where you're burnout because it's exhausting especially in healthcare 
Yes. And I definitely just echo, echo that too, because, you know, if at the end of the day you're going in and you feel like you're checking boxes and you're saying, you know, am I even, you know, never on, on your own fault, but if you're like, is this really the best quality patient care that I can give? I know, you know, even from personal experience of being in a hospital that was so short staffed and I was never able to do follow-ups and different things too. It's, you know, that, that burnout. And like Emily said, I, I totally agree with that. If every single day you are waking up and going, maybe I should change jobs. Maybe I should change jobs. That's a really good indicator too. And something, you know, I see my students talking about, and then just dietitians talking about online is often they're saying, oh, I I hate my job. And always my question to that is I'm like, are you willing to change anything about it? Because these these really great opportunities. And Emily, did you even ever think or know about being a travel dietitian before this opportunity came along? Yes. So I knew a long ago, whenever I was going to school for nursing, I wanted to be a travel nurse the whole okay. time. Um, so as soon as I passed my exam, I, I want to say I'd passed my exam a month. And then after a month later, I was like, okay, top into travel. Um, (laughs) just because a lot of states you have to have your RD credentials. So I stayed where I had to, where I had to for a while. And then the minute I could go, I was like, okay, let's go. And as soon as I'm out of this lease, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Perfect. I love that. Well, it's just so insightful to kind of hear about this role. And especially from someone who, you know, didn't necessarily start off in the traveling um, traveling position. And I hope, you know, to all the students listening that, you know, you learned some things too. And I think, you know, like I said, at the top of one of my favorite things about being a dietitian is that you can have so many different roles and you can, you know, you can change throughout as well, which is really, really great. So Emily, thanks so much for coming on. Yes, thanks for having me. Yeah. And for anyone listening, if there's a a dietitian role that you are interested in me finding a guest on, you can always email me at DanaJFryerNutrition at gmail.com. I'm always looking for suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's the best way to make sure you're not missing any new episodes.